On today's show, we bring on the AIA to share what changes they see are happening to the architect's relationship with manufacturers. And what I love about today's guest is they give some very candid feedback about what architects actually want from manufacturers, as well as what marketing and sales tactics are working today to reach more architects. Our guest also gives some pretty interesting insights around how technology is going to further change how architects interface with manufacturers and how this impacts your marketing and sales efforts. It's a great show. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikolov. And today we're going to be talking about the future of architecture and how it relates to building product manufacturers. We are really excited to welcome someone who is really in the center of everything that's happening in the architectural world. We're excited to have John Crosby. He is the Managing Director of Corporate Partnerships at the AIA. John, thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Welcome to the show. Beth and Zach, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here and to have a chat with you too. So let's get it going. All right. John, why don't you tell us a bit about your background? Tell us a little about what your role is at AIA. We, I know our listeners are really dying to hear a bit more. Absolutely. So I've been in the, the construction media um, community since 2010. I worked at Hanleywood Media for about five years managing our relationship with AIA. And at some point, it just I became an adjunct member of staff and then made the leap to the staff. So as, as my boss, Kathy Compton, says, I, I went to the light side of the force, but I came into AIA with a perspective that there's something missing in uh, the architect's practice. If you think about the Jeffersonian style of, or means of design, where the hands are connected to the, the construction process, that's been missing for decades and decades. And technology gets in the way in terms of the design process, but Quite frankly, the fractionalization of, of construction is, has gotten in the way as well. Our belief is that finding a deeper connection to understanding materials is kind of an important thing. And, and AIA has, has missed that opportunity for a long time. Um, so coming to AIA, my first belief was let's figure out a way to get building product manufacturers more connected and rooted into the design and specification phases in a way mm. that matters to the architect. And that's a challenge. But ultimately, we're committed to that education on both sides of the fence because it, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. John, I'm glad you bring that up because for a lot of our listeners, they target and market primarily to the architect, right? And so one thing we try to cover and speak quite a bit to is how is the process of architecture changing? How are architects finding products? Are they specifying them? How does that process influence? And I'd like to get your perspective, especially since you've been in the industry a little while, how do you see things are changing? What are the big influences and then how can manufacturers ultimately respond? Like that's where I want to focus our conversation. So can you speak to that a little bit? Absolutely. And, and by the way, there's some symbiosis and some symbiotic issues, but I'll park those for a minute and just start with the culture of the, of the typical firm. If you think about the average size firm, it's not, you know, Gensler with thousands of employees worldwide. The average firm is 50 to 100 employees. And even skews lower than that, if you look at the full scale of, of architecture and building design into the residential space, you know, the culture of the firm has been changing for 20 years. 
and, and technology has played a role in that, but there are generational shifts that are happening. Our own research into the architect's journey to specification has shown we, we track cultural trends as part of that research. And we've gone from in 10 years from the, the, the belief that firms are more closed off, more methodical, obviously risk averse, but also tendencies towards the same or similar in their design methodologies to now being much more open in their examinations of their design aesthetic, looking more at performance in material selection. There's no question the science of design is becoming one of the, if not the most important factors. You see in our advertising and promotions now, we're very much focused on climate action as a priority for the profession. That's not AIA saying it. That's our members telling us we've got to find a way to do better and doing better on buildings means innovating. And that means changing the old ways, the old habits of the architect. And that also requires a realignment with the building products industry to understand materials better. So John, if I'm a manufacturer, what do architects need from me? How can I be a better partner to them? And frankly, ultimately, so they specify my product more. Like, let's be honest about why I'm in it. Absolutely. And this goes back to the symbiotic issues I, I referenced earlier. Our research has shown that 90% of our members want that strategic relationship with a manufacturer, but only about 55% of manufacturers believe the architect wants that. Mm. So there's a gap in understanding from the very beginning. The architect needs it, but needs that relationship when they want it. Yeah. And that's a really difficult chasm to get over. I'm a firm believer that technology, it should be the facilitator of closing that gap. First and foremost, there are all kinds of, of assets that a manufacturer should have in hand, ready to distribute and share to any architect who wants or needs them. Um, that starts with things like design guides and pricing guides and warranty information and installation guides, but it also includes EPDs and HPDs, which are fundamental to decision-making. And I can tell you the, the millennial generation is going to look to those before they look to the spec in making a decision. So third-party validated EPDs becoming increasingly important. It's really difficult for a manufacturer to maintain a sales force and get in front of an architect, forget a pandemic, just getting into the office and saying, hey, I want to talk to you about, you know, our new health product declarations and why that's going to matter for you. So the distributive value of technology is taking on increasing importance. We tell our corporate partners every day, if you don't think you're in the digital content business, you're already behind. Hmm. Speaking of which, what manufacturers out there, John, do you think are doing a good job at marketing to architects and selling to them? I know, and by the way, I know a lot of people don't like the term selling to architects, but it's true. It's like you are selling the idea of your brand and your product so that they can ultimately influence the purchase decision. But that's for another conversation. But I would love to hear who do you see as a manufacturer that's doing a good job at reaching this audience? Well, if, first of all, Zach, I will just revise and amend your remarks oh, uh, if you, you don't go. mind. Yeah. I believe everyone sells. There you go. Whether it's a product manager or a research and development leader for a manufacturer, there's a selling aspect to whatever knowledge you bring to the table. Architects want to receive information. It's just a question of whether they feel like they're being sold to. So let's start with that. What we tell our corporate partners, and I'll, I'll mention a few here in a moment, but what we tell our corporate partners is 
category expertise is kind of a foundational element. Whatever human being is involved in a conversation with an architect or any building design professional is come with a knowledge of the category and come with a willingness to look at a design idea and offer up ideas and be willing to know or be willing to concede my product's not for you because that move will get you more business down the road. Yeah. It, it fosters a level of trust that will immediately change how that architect perceives your brand and perceives you as a human being to begin with, but as a resource from that manufacturer. So that's a foundational element to all of this. The other part of the equation is on-demand responsiveness. We get really bad ratings from our members in terms of the overall industry responsiveness to queries about materials. So, you know, as much as technology can facilitate that, my gosh, most, you know, 40 to 50 year old architects simply pick up a phone and want to talk to somebody. And if no one's available, that's a problem. Now, just looking at, at, at the companies that we work with really closely, I wouldn't say that there's anyone who's perfect. What I would say is that there are companies out there that acknowledge where their gaps are and automatically come to the table with, look, we're really good at this. We struggle with this. And so we want your help understanding how we can serve you better. Great examples are like Old Castle Building Envelope, which really a couple of years ago was focused totally on their brand and trying to offer these fancy software apps on their website to help with BIM and, and forgetting the fact that they had a product that really had, a, frankly, a reputation gap. And they were thinking only about glazers. Now they're pivoting to thinking more upstream in the decision-making process and looking to the architect and saying, how can I ensure that my product is going to meet your building enclosure goals in a way that you'll want to keep coming back? And they're bringing their science and their R&D people to the table first, as opposed to thinking about how do I make this really cool experience from a brand standpoint for the architect? They're going with what matters first. Another, Anderson Windows. We did a project with them last year and examined how their sales and marketing teams were misaligned and then had a chat with both and said, if you're really wanting to be a, a valuable resource to the architect, your marketing needs to talk what the sales team is walking. And if it's not, architects are going to sniff it out from the beginning. And there were also missing opportunities in terms of how they express their value as a brand from a multifamily and commercial standpoint. Everybody knows Anderson from a, you know, a retrofit and from a residential standpoint, but there's so much more to tell and they were missing that opportunity. So sometimes it's just about acknowledging your gaps and being honest about it. I love what you're saying, John, because, you know, we asked, how do you become a better partner? And basically it's like, let's just take it to the architect, take it to the architect. How can I be a better partner? Like how many problems can you solve with just transparency and that, that immediate relational clout that you can gain by being open and honest and saying, we recognize this is a gap or we know we're losing projects here. Can you help us understand why? Maybe we won't win this project, but we can win future projects with you just by exposing that the weakness. I just, I love that. I love that so much. Beth, I, I, I want to underscore that because <laughs> if there's one thing I know about architects is they like to be heard. Well, they have great ideas. Like Absolutely. Yeah. I, and any member who's hearing me say this, please understand it's for the best reasons I say that. We want you to be heard too. But manufacturers who open their ears and close their mouths for a little bit will get a lot of information from our members and, and it's invaluable stuff. You can't, you can't pay for it through market research. 
John, how do you think the architecture industry is going to change over the next five to 10 years? Like you talked a little bit about the generational shift as well as the technology shift that we've seen over the last 10, 20 years, as well as how architecture firms operate. What do you think is the next thing manufacturers should be aware of? So first of all, I can tell you that technology will continue to disrupt architectural practice. And I'm, I'm going to step away from the specification or the design process for a moment and, and talk about just operational shifts. We just completed a research project earlier in the year around technology and the impact on firm culture. And it's going to be published sometime this summer. But the details in it are fascinating. Uh, if you think about how architects simply market their business, they're not looking right now for business opportunity from new clients. They're just trying to cling on to the ones they already have. And when we ask questions about how are you going to leverage a CRM system or how are you going to leverage social media to get your brand out there to try to drive new business, we got really slack-jawed responses, you know, quantitatively speaking, from our members. So there's a struggle there for them to understand how technology can go beyond the, you know, Revit and CAD systems. Is they need to figure out how to modernize the technology that can help them grow and become more efficient. And speaking of efficiency, if you think about how architects are looking at material selection, look, there's there's trouble spots everywhere with trying to figure out the universe of building materials. And, and that's a problem that AIA wants to, frankly, help solve. We're not sure how that happens. But the reality is product knowledge, that's a problem. The other part is efficiency in terms of collaboration just within the firm around considering what materials to select. We're looking to figure out ways to solve that too. Now, if you think about it from the perspective of how the firm continues to evolve and how that impacts manufacturers, I really do think that the level of impatience amongst architects will continue to scale. And I believe that has mainly to do with the fact that millennials are predominantly digital natives. Oh, we're all impatient. I mean, you could be on your phone <laughs> and you're like, I need this thing from Amazon. And you're like, shoot, they only have two day shipping. I wanted it tomorrow. There you go. Well, I'm that way too. And I'm Gen X, but <laughs> you're like, it can be like two days, like two days was like unheard of 10 years ago. Oh. And now it's like next day, same day. Like we've been, we've been ruined. So if you, th if you extrapolate that to an architect looking for building materials and acknowledging up front, there is no one go-to source for building materials. It, it stinks that it's that way. I would love a, a really solid competitive marketplace, but mm. it just varies by service. If our members do a Google search, it's because they started by thinking, I'm going to look at this brand's website. After two minutes, if they can't find what they want, they're gone. That's, that's the data we're getting from our members. Yeah. We've heard the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like I go to a website, I search for something. If I can't find it, if it's not easy, I go somewhere else. Like, isn't that crazy? Like the decision of whether or not your product is specified or gets chosen, like your website is, I mean, we, it's our slogan and I'm biased here, but it's like it, your online presence is your best, frankly, or your worst salesperson, you know? That, that's why we got you involved in our Smarter Together series is because this industry needs to hear this message. And, and, and AIA wants to repeat it over and over again. But you're right. Websites need to evolve. And as much as I don't think chatbots are a great thing to have, sometimes it's better than leaving it to your content management team to put up aged, if we, <laughs> it's a nice way to put it, aged resources about your materials. Timeliness and responsiveness need to be expressed through your website. And if it's not, you're in trouble. 
So John, while we're talking about websites, which obviously we love and have a lot of thoughts and opinions about, you've <laughs> mentioned, you know, you see technology as a place to fill the gap between when an architect wants to hear from a manufacturer and when a manufacturer wants to reach out to an architect, which there is there is some good misses <laughs> on those things. We had an architect on the podcast several months ago, but we asked him, I think we asked him point blank, like when should a manufacturer reach out to you? And he basically said, don't. Like if I need to hear from you, <laughs> I'll, I'll reach out to you. Like I'll let you know. So I'd love to hear from you, like sitting in the architectural world and all the exposure that you get, like. How are, how, what role do you see technology playing and can you give us an example of that? Well, first of all, from an awareness to interest standpoint, if we're looking at the marketing funnel, there's no question in my mind that the thought leadership and subject matter expertise within a building product manufacturing organization can and should be expressed to the architect through nurturing campaigns. It's that simple. Where are those resources on your website just for you know, inbounds someone's searching, but when and where are you having those conversations? How are you pushing your content so that ultimately your brand isn't just about the pretty logo and it isn't just about that beautiful piece of material that goes into the structure. It's about them knowing what you know. Yeah, and you can't great. get that to your point. They don't want to sit and have that conversation so they understand it better. They want to read a quick hit or see a beautiful image on Instagram or Yes, do a Google search and end up on your website. So I think the conversation is to start around subject matter expertise. From that point, I think there's a gap that exists. I touched on it earlier about the struggle around specifications and the lack of collaboration opportunity, even with the client or, you know, God forbid, bringing in the general contractor into the discussion so that everyone has some agreement early on. There needs to be an evolution of software or cloud apps that is dedicated to that principle. I will tell you, as the intellectual property owners of MasterSpec, so I have a little bit of a bias, our partners at Deltech are working on this. We're actually excited about a, a soon-to-come software launch that is going to center on creating a collaborative experience. And frankly, it brings the building product manufacturers' information to the table as well. This is the kind of thing we need to see scaled up, and it's not. I, I want to see all the, the flowers bloom on that front. It helps our members. I love that. That's great. John, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Before you go, I want to make sure our listeners know about a really important event that you guys are holding. I think it's really needed in the industry. It's specifically focused on manufacturers and how they can be more effective in their approach to marketing to and selling, right? Selling architects. Can you quickly share about that? Absolutely. So the Smarter Together campaign is something that we've launched this year that is meant to reach building product manufacturers in a way that says, look, we want and need for you to have a collaborative relationship with our members. Yes, there's commercial opportunity, but there's also impact on the built world and on people's lives that needs to be taken into consideration. The Smarter Together series is essentially our love letter to the building products industry. It is, let's bring thought leaders from across marketing and research, academia, to share knowledge and perspective in a way that tells a holistic story. If you look at the themes for this event, it tells it all. The first is assessing the construction ecosystem. We're all in a period of disruption right now and not really sure what it's going to look like in six months. That's a thing that we want to talk about. Finding ways to adapt to the sales and marketing environment. Understanding the evolution of architectural practice, for sure, because we know we can bring that. 
And then lastly, finding ways to align your corporate values to drive value for the architect. That's a really important element of the equation that we think from a brand standpoint is going to matter for a, a long time to come. That's great. We'll make sure we link to that event here in our show notes. But John, man, thank you so much for coming on the show again. And for our listeners, if you like this content, make sure you go to venvio.com slash podcast to subscribe. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.